Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back. Welcome to the show. It's Action Movie Anatomy. It's Wednesday. I'm Ben Bateman and I'm freaking pumped. We're talking about Captain America Civil War, the third film in the franchise, one of the best movies in the MCU and a movie that kind of stands in as Avengers 3 as we get closer and closer to Infinity War. We're going to be breaking down three Marvel films in a row. This is the first one and we're going to see you guys in just one second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talk's action movie anatomy. <laughs> Boom! Boom! Whoa! Whoa, there Whoa. it is. It, it was, oh. Uh, oh, I like that. Oh, I did too. I it like the pause. The delay. I thought we were actually just going to, you and I were just going to start singing acapella. Two, four, six, <laughs> oh, one. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah, that's good. That fits. It works well with, mm. with Still Dre. This is wonderful. I feel like when Tom Hooper was choreographing... Uh, Lay Miz, he probably listened to a lot of Still Dre. Tom Hooper, our boy, yeah. King Speech and Lay Miz, only listening <laughs> to Still Dre while directing those two films. Terrific. Terrific. What's going on, guys? Welcome <sighs> back. Welcome to the show. It's Action Movie Anatomy here on the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies, all things movie related, and pop culture by the bucketful. I'm Ben Bateman. I'm going to go here to this camera. I like to say it when I switch I know, cameras you always now. do that. Yeah, I, I yeah. noticed that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to this camera. I'm Andrew Guy, <laughs> and I am Team Iron Man all day long. I know Ben here is Team Cap. You can find me online at Andrew Guy. I'm team 6% body fat on my heroes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just moving on from that. Um, we've got Marissa Serafini, producer, engineer, host up in the booth today. What's up, Marissa? What's up, gentlemen? You said you just watched Civil War for the first time. Is that right? Yeah, full for the first time in its entirety over Christmas break, and I rather enjoyed it. It's pretty much the crown jewel of what's been available on Netflix for the last 18 months. If you're like, yeah. I'm going to get a Netflix subscription, you're like, whoa, Civil War is available. Right. Right. Good it's, investment. It's a big movie. <laughs> yeah, that's been the one. Yeah, and I also like that, I like when we cover movies that are on Netflix. I just yeah. think it's, it's so much nicer that anyone and everyone, well, I mean, you have to have a Netflix subscription, but I feel yeah. like almost everyone has one now. At this point. Yeah. They're genius. Or at least they got friends. Yeah. I signed my aunt up for a Netflix account the other day. Yeah. Because uh, she didn't know how to do it, and there's the premium one where you can get like four or as many people viewing at a time. Yeah, right. She has no idea, so I just signed her up for that. So I've got a free Netflix subscription again. I got two now, extra. Mm-hmm. You can watch movies for free, and then yeah, if you, you want to watch them movie. again, yeah, you can watch them on someone else's, else's account. account. Yeah, exactly. That's, and I don't even have my own. Fuck up the census data. Nice. <laughs> They're gonna catch me. <laughs> I'm caught. <laughs> You're on record now. What's up, everybody? So uh, we're we're gonna talk about the movie. I promise. Um, this is Civil War. It's uh, it's the unofficial third film in the Avengers franchise. It's actually technically the third film in the Captain America franchise, but everybody kind of knows that this is the bridge movie. This is actually Avengers three. Yeah, so, it's, it's totally an Avengers movie. Totally. So uh, this is Action Movie Anatomy, and as you guys know, we like to talk about action movies on this show. Those action movies adhere to four basic rules. Rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. The hero in this movie is ambiguous. That's kind of the point. Are you a Cap person or Iron Man person? Yeah, and they both play by their own rules. Big time. Yeah, huge. Well, kind of, actually. Iron Man doesn't really. He's playing by the rules of the government. That's sort of his play. <laughs> See, I think this is something that we need to talk about, because I know Richard Eric Jarvie asked in the chat about... Why it was Cap that goes against the government, why it's Iron Man that goes with the government. And see, I don't think Iron Man's playing by the government's rules. I think that he's starting to realize that they've gone above and beyond. He's like pretending to play by the government's Zekovia rules. Sokovia killed millions. Right. You know, hundreds of thousands of people. And it makes sense for the person who is the most against the establishment, the most like right. rebel without a cause, to kind of slow down and be like, yeah, we need to chill the fuck out. People are dying left and right because of us. We're saving the world, but destroying yeah. it as well. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I guess definitely definitely, Captain America plays by his own rules. And I think yeah. it's safe to say that to some degree, Tony does also. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Um, rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people. Beings, things, dinosaurs, what have you in the room. I mean, yeah, they're definitely... They are If they are the hero and they are the villain... Because the secret of this movie is that the villain's not even a real villain. We'll, we'll get to that. But. Well, right. But he, he actually, you got to think he is kind of the smartest person because he's able to turn them on each other. Helmet. He, helmet. <laughs> the fact that he's able to, Zemo, yeah, yeah, yeah. is able to uh, not only reactivate Bucky and figure out the secret, this deep, dark secret that no one else knows about Bucky killing Stark's parents. Yeah. I mean, I think we can give him credit. I mean, he is the smart. If he, he's, he's technically, the villain. He's technically he's the only device. villain. Yeah. So he is the smartest guy in the room in that sense. Rule number three: the movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. Well, they all become basically political. They all become like political figures in this movie. Um, 
So I guess it's kind of fair on that one in the rule number four. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Or the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. There's actually a bunch of explosions. There's tons of explosions. Yeah. R.I.P. Black Panther. Yeah. The original. The original. T'Chaka. T'Chaka. Yeah. Do you want to do your best uh, Bozeman saying T'Chaka? Because I can't. Arm the city. <laughs> Is that Engage all defenses. And somebody get this man a shield. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Evacuate the city. <laughs> Activate the, city. the defenses. And Evacuate somebody get city. this man a shield. And somebody get this man a shield. <laughs> that's how I get to say it. Yeah, that's how you get to say it. Yeah. I, I'm going to actually go all out. Oh, really? Comedy. Yep. Okay. I will. Yeah, we'll save it. Yeah, sure. we'll save it. Okay. We did the Black Panther episode. We didn't get fired for that, so well, we, we managed to... <laughs> we did our best to not just do... Because we, we did just want to do the whole episode in the accent. I still, to this day, haven't done Black Panther voice on the show. As much as I'd as like you to... you dying to. I th- yeah, I have a great one, but I can't do it. I actually, it's inappropriate. That accent, the Wakandan accent, it might be my favorite since Bane's. It's a good accent. It's a really sweet one. It's Everything one. T'Challa says is like epic. You're baiting me right now. I know you're doing just, it. I I just would, if, if I could say anything <laughs> in any accent... <laughs> If you say, I'll give you $100. Uh, all right, guys. So uh, we're going to hop in here. Now, I just want to say really quickly to some new members on the Patreon. We're going to shout you guys out. Courtney Alexander and Theodore J. Snowden. We, we salute, salute you. you. Welcome, welcome to the Army. Welcome to the Action Army. It's actually a good lead-in because we haven't introduced any of those things. Uh, yeah. We mentioned that, that our names. You can find us on Twitter. We mentioned that. We have a Facebook group, the Action Movie Anatomy Facebook fan page, which uh, is a lot of fun. There's there's a really cool new thing going on on that page that got announced today. Oh, yeah. A couple of the moderators are going to be putting together like basically a battle royale of all the movies we've ever covered on this show and, and battling them against each other to see which one comes out victorious. Gladiator. I think Nick Widener was like, if the edge doesn't win, I'm riding. <laughs> so I'm with you on that. Uh, I think there's... You know, there's definitely some favorites. But yeah, go check it out. The Action Movie Anatomy fan page. Tons of interaction. Um, we have a Patreon, which we just mentioned. And yep. the deal there is that Andrew and I film a new video every single week. And we go film it with in front of a large wall hanging of Nicolas Cage looking very regal. And uh, we talk about... Yeah, it's a very good poster. We talk about awesome stuff that that is whatever we want to talk about as long as it's movie related. It's not necessarily action movie related. And you get those four videos a month. It's like an extra 40 to 50 minutes of content. If you donate a minimum of one dollar, so yeah, patreoncom action. Check it out. There's more stuff to shout out later. We'll get to it. Uh, in the meantime, I think we should probably talk about the trailer. And just so you guys know, coming up today on the show, we're gonna be talking about the top five characters in this movie. Mm. Each of us have our own list. We have some AMA questions we're gonna answer. We're gonna be doing Team Cap or Team Iron Man. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. Let's watch the trailer for Civil War right now. Let's watch the trailer. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> People are yelling at you to do the accent. <laughs> they want me to do it. Just find us on Twitter. God, that was good. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up. I've got a total man crush on Chris Evans. I do too. I do too. Love that guy. I have a man crush on a lot of the men in this franchise. Washington, D.C. For different reasons. Yeah. Just watch Wind River again. Just because. It's so good. It's a great movie. Yeah. Somebody suggest we do Hell or High Water on the show. Okay. Will eventually. I I was actually going to watch that. Afterwards, when it was afraid. two in the morning, I like that they brought back Thunderbolt Ross. That's, That's it's, why I'm it's here. a smart move. They brought him back to Hulk. Do you remember that he's the he's an incredible Hulk? We need to be Will, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring him back. It's good. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. Claire Forlani's dad. I'm yeah. sorry, Tony. If I see a situation point itself, no, it's like Claire Forlani. That's Liv Tyler. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I wish I could. Wait, no, it's Claire Forlani. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Look it up. I know we're not perfect. Safe as hands are still our own. That's sweet part right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite. Yeah, it's really cool. Ah! I was wrong about you. The whole world was wrong. Get your defense. Wow, it's a good trailer. Yeah. Oh, and then it ends with the super sick, right? I'm not seeing this in theaters. The last part of the trailer the is the best scene in the movie, right? The fight. Yeah. This doesn't have to yeah, be it ends with them. Tony. It's like quiet. It's like, you just started a war. It doesn't say that in the movie. 
the Iron Man suit is the sweetest thing in all the Avengers yeah, Avengers universe. Why was Iron Man my favorite character growing up? That's why. Like, the way that they did it. Stay down. Final warning. I could do this all day. And then I wish we just killed him. They don't show that shot? No, it's a different trailer. All right. I've run out of patience. On the roof! That's when everyone shit their pants. Hey, everyone. That wasn't in the original trailer. Oh, my God! Spider-Man! I, ah! I, <laughs> I don't think that was in the theatrical. I think that must that must be a trailer that came that, out. That's a later one. Because um, the Iron Man reveal, or the, the Spider-Man reveal was a big deal. That was a huge deal. I thought it was already announced before the movie well, I mean, came it was out. Announced, right. but I don't think but they like showed it in the trailer. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. uh, the the original trailer that I remember is the one that ends with them, and, sure, and you sure, see sure. the shield throw, you see them fighting. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Did you just sure, sure, sure me? <laughs> I was wondering if you heard that. Are you you wanted to hear what it sounded like when you said it? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, sure, sure, sure. I just I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Still, I mean, a great trailer. Every trailer for almost every Marvel movie has been fantastic. How yeah. mad are you, right? <laughs> uh, the Iron Man suit is great. It is great. Uh, big big fan. Big fan of that suit. I have every Iron Man comic. I've said this so many times because yeah. we cover comic book movies now. Didn't used to get to talk about it. I know. Yeah, people on the show. If you guys don't know this, Iron Man was my jam growing up. He was my yeah. favorite superhero. I have 6,000 comics in my mom's basement, and I have every single Iron Man comic from 1963, Tales of Suspense 39, first appearance, all the way through 2005. At this point, to collect everything is damn near impossible because once the movie started coming out, it became like he wasn't like a B to C list character anymore where it was like one or two series going. Now there's a zillion. The yeah. There's so many toys and there's so many comics. But for a long time, I had like a whole like shrine of cool stuff that I collected as a kid. Statues and sculpts and like. It is so crazy now that comics and toys and all that are, they're not Iron Man and, and Captain America. They're, they're Robert Downey Jr., yeah, and and Chris Evans, like even in the comics now, they look like them, and like you know, all the totally. toys are them, and it's just it's so crazy to think that like these characters that have been alive for uh, ever, yeah, you know, are now finally embodied in these people, dude. Like it, it's crazy too, like the value of those old comics uh, because of the interest in this stuff. My uh, so Iron Man fifty five is the first appearance of Thanos. That's where he first shows up. It's like on like a last page. You see him for like a second, and that used to be like a. I don't know, like a well graded one was like a hundred fifty bucks, and I think my copy's worth like fourteen hundred dollars now. You serious? I think because it's like it's the first appearance of Thanos, and that shit is like really I'm rob you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the first appearance of Thanos because people losing it. Yeah, people yeah. are nuts. So, all right, that's uh, that's what we're our ramble just yeah. now. That's what we just did. So that's the trailer. We're gonna get into our first segment on the show. This is thesis statement. Thesis statement is that part of the episode where we talk about what we feel is the strongest idea we have about the film. It's rooted in hyperbole, the greatest this, the only this, the most this, the least this. Should never be, you know, this is my favorite incarnation of Hawkeye. That's a bad that'd be a bad thesis. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Uh really? Well, I'll let you go first then. Um I'm going to continue on a thought that I pr- presented a second ago and that's that um Helmet Zemo is the least memorable villain in the entire history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He is such a bad villain, not because he does a bad job or the plotting's bad, but because like He's not a real villain, but he's Baron Zemo. That's a character right. from the comic books. He, that's an actual Captain America villain who matters. That's a name that I know. He like from in the watching comic book, Captain America cartoons. Uh, Mar- Marissa, if you want to be a quick favor, um, this would be really nice if you can pull up a picture of uh, Baron Zemo. It's just write Baron Zemo comic books or something, and you guys are gonna see the like light pink spandex outfit that this character wore over the years oh yeah you can find some shots from like the 80s where he's just like in bright pink with like yellow <laughs> with like yellow like like uh cook like cush ball stuff around his wrists right. I mean, he, but he's like an actual supervillain. he's like a bad guy. he's just like a dude whose wife died and he's like very upset about it right which is why i think he's the least he's like not a real villain he's would you have gotten that question right if they like, because you remember in one of our matches in the Schmodown, they were it was who asked was who was the villain in Iron Man two. Yeah, were the names and I and when we I, forgot Hammer, we couldn't come up with Justin Hammer's name. Yeah, would you have gotten Helmet Zemo in this movie? If, if they had said full name, no. If they had said, I would have, I might have said Baron Zemo or just Zemo. Mm, and I, I, th- I Zemo. he never goes by Baron Zemo in this. No, um, I might have just yeah. There you go. That's yeah, what that's I'm talking about right there. That's great. The 80s with the pink. Um, it's just like it's not even that it's bad or that he does a bad job it's it really yeah 
It really, really that's nice. like what he looked like in the eighties. Like he's he's, he's yoked. Though. Look at his look at the things around his boots. What pie, are those that? are those Uggs? He's pink. He's wearing Uggs. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, um, that is my thesis. I love so much about this movie, but I don't get how they decided to make. They couldn't. They could have just. They could have just called him anything else. They didn't have to say his name was Zemo. Right. They didn't have to tie it back to the comics. We none of us would have cared. We wouldn't have been looking for the tide to. It was, we would have just been going like, oh yeah, Zakovia. This that happened. I mean, Captain America has Red Skull, and then the Winter Soldier, which is more recent, and then Zemo is like one of the other major villains in Captain America lore. Right. So they burned it without actually. So much about this. Right, there you yeah. go. Yep. I thought I'd turn that off. Um, <laughs> trying to get our live chat going. So I, I think I could agree with that. I mean, it's 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 not like a very exciting thesis, but it's a very true one. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he is he is very forgettable, and he doesn't even get to kill himself. I, no. I love how much people catch bullets in these movies. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think my thesis is going to be... Man, I was really, really banking on that Hawkeye one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with, despite all the movies that we cover on this show, and I definitely other the, the other Captain America movies, this movie succeeds only because of the action, not the moments in between. Hmm. It is superstars doing superheroes, super action. Yeah. That is the only reason that this movie is as awesome as it is. The thing with Black Panther's dad dying and the thing with Bucky killing Iron Man's parents, it's all kind of trivial, and, it, and it, it's, it is used as a plot device, but for me... This is one of those few times where, like, in an action movie that I love so much, because I really love Civil War. I was watching yesterday, and I was like, I don't care about anything that's going on in this, other than the fight scenes. Like, I want to see the airport. Ca- I want to see them escaping But you don't apartment. really care about, like, Vision and Wanda talking. Not at all. And you don't really care about, like, uh, Spider-Man being like, when the bad things happen, <clears throat> it's because it becomes your fault. Like, you don't, that stuff doesn't matter to you. I don't even care about Team Cap, Team Iron Man, because when I was talking to you at the end of the movie, I mean, uh, after watching the movie, everything goes back to normal at the end, except for everyone's mad at each other. All of Team Cap is free, all of Team Iron Man is free, the villain's done, the world's yeah. safe, like, it's just all the same. So I just don't care. Well, so the only difference between this, what they did for the movie, and what they did in the comic book... Because Civil War is actually a pretty recent story. It's it's very interesting to see that so many of these new MCU stories, you'd think that there would be seventy years of relevant stories that they would, to pull from. That they would just they would write stories based on that. What right. you've been getting a lot of with these stories now is that the origin story will be based on the origin story from the original comic. Like it'll be loosely based on whatever, however, you know. But then a lot of the sequels will be they'll come down to things that were written in the last like ten to fifteen years. Winter Soldier was a story that came out when I was reading comics in like oh six, oh seven, oh eight. That he didn't exist as a character until Ed Brubaker wrote that story back in like oh eight. And it was fantastic. It's like a whole new chapter of, of Captain America lore. Civil War is a comic book written by Mark Millar, our boy, who writes <laughs> everything. Wanted and Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was his story, I think, unless I'm mistaken, and it's actually Brian Michael Bendis. But I think it's Mark Millar. Um, if anybody's listening, no one cares. Me. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> But uh, anyway, the point is, because it was a Marvel comic book and they own the rights to all the characters, in the Civil War comic book, it involves the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, everybody. It's the whole entire world of, like, enhanced beings. And they're, and it's, like, divided down the line. So, like, it's not just the Avengers fighting each other. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, literally everyone. It's Mr. Fantastic and Wolverine <clears throat> and everybody. Yeah, and, and to talk more on my thesis, it's not that I didn't care. I mean, when, when I saw that Bucky killed Tony's parents, I was like, whoa, yeah. that's crazy. But nothing, it doesn't change anything. Nothing changed. How, how savage is the moment when, they, when you actually see the footage? Oh, it's And the way that sweet. he kills Howard? Yeah. He just socks him in the face with the bionic arm yeah. so hard that it just, like, smashes his brain. You just know you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, Bucky's awesome. He's great. He's really good. He's violent. Yeah. Uh, okay, so those are our thesis statements, guys. I know that you disagree with mine. I know that you disagree with Ben's in the chat. Uh, Everybody hates our thesis statements. Everyone hates both of our thesis <laughs> Well, because people love this movie so much, and it's not to say that we don't love this movie. I mean, I could have I put my thesis or worded it in another way, saying that <clears throat> this movie succeeds because of its action, not because of its story. But yeah. I just, you know... I just that's just how I feel about it. You live and you learn, I guess. You live and you learn, I guess. <laughs> uh, so we'll get onto something that you guys are going to be much more excited about the next segment on the show, and that is called fist pump moment. This is that moment of the show something happens and you and you're just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You yeah. want to call your buddy? This movie has so many good fist pump moments. Uh, like, it just, it, it, basically, I mean, anything Black Panther does is a fist pump for me. I just want to do the voice so bad. Just do uh, it. I'm not going to do it. Engage all defenses. Uh, yeah. Okay. I get it. I understand it. <laughs> um, I really, really like. 
I think let's just rattle off some of our favorites. Okay, so I think let's save. We I think we can both agree the fight at the end is a clear one. So we'll just we'll get to that. What happens? The, <laughs> but what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when Bucky picks up the battering ram in the stairwell oh, and, and starts just clocking dudes with oh. like a battering ram for a door, he's so strong he can just like. He could just use it as, like, a baton. Yeah, he's so strong that he can one-arm a motorcycle while someone's driving yeah. it by. That part is so sick. When yeah. he swings around, just jumps on top. Uh, him and Black Panther fighting on the roof yeah. is, is, like, I want to... That's what I wanted to see in the movie, Black Panther, was yeah. that type of fighting for, like, an hour. Right. It's just him going head-to-head with someone who was, like, on his level. Well, because Black Panther has that super sweet, like, triple spin kick thing that he yeah, does. Yeah, like, the very first thing he does. It's so is, cool. Yeah. Uh, what, so what other ones do you have? Uh, I really like that one. I love the I love the uh, the Lagos fight at the beginning with uh, Grillo, with, yeah. with Crossbones. I think it's, like, a really sweet fight. I like that he's so disfigured. I also like that, like, just, like, the way, I don't know, and also just anything Chris Evans does. Yeah, like, when when Cap, uh, when he gets shot with the tank and he hits the thing and he falls, like, five stories, yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone else would be dead. He's just. He's fine. They just, I don't know, we talked about this in Winter Soldier, but the Russo brothers just do such a good job of, like, illustrating just precisely how powerful that guy is. Like, there's a bunch more moments in this movie that remind you. They have such an affection for the character of Captain America. Oh, totally. Like, when the when the grenade, and he, like, puts the shield down mm-hmm. over it, and just holds the shield yeah, over it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Like, it doesn't when, even move. He's so strong, it doesn't even move the shield. Yeah. Uh, the air, the whole entire airport scene. I mean, that's what oh you're saying God. we're going to save, but... No, no, I was, <laughs> I was saving the fight at the end. Oh, oh, that, the, the one me, with them. Oh, yeah. I that's mean, that, like the ultimate fist There's bump, so right? many in there. I'm eyeballing it, you know, like all that. But, uh, I mean, the airport scene, what I love about that, my favorite thing about it, is that Spidey is just kicking the shit out of Bucky and Falcon yeah. on yeah, his yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, it is like, he's like, catches it. You got a robotic arm? That's awesome. And the, and you can see Bucky's face. He's like, <laughs> how the hell did this kid just catch my arm? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, and I love, I also love that, uh, there's the one line where, where Falcon's like, I don't know if you've been in a lot of fights, but there's usually not this much talking. talking. <laughs> yeah. That's like, funny. Oh, got it. Uh, when he catches the the loading thing, and yeah. he's like, where are you from? You got a lot of heart, kid. Where are you from? Queens. Brooklyn. Or yeah. Queens. He's like, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Awesome. Yeah, that that all that stuff is just is just ter- fantastic. But we, you know, we're talking about this, and like, I know we both agree, but my biggest beef with these movies is that because they made all of the superheroes feel so powerful. Yeah. Black Widow and Hawkeye feel like they should just die instantly in those well, fights. Well, I noticed it when I first watched Age of Ultron. I remember trying to watch it on an airplane a few years ago. And, like, I remember turning it on. They're running through the forest the and they're beginning. in a circle. And, yeah. and everybody's fighting. And I'm like, okay, like, superhuman, 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 God. And then I'm like, yeah. regular dude with a bow and, like, really strong, athletically fit secret agent who shoots, like, guns and taser things. And, like, you're awesome. But you yeah. belong in a different movie. Like, the beginning of Winter Soldier is so much different in showcasing how badass Black Widow can be. Yes, because she's fighting against, like, mercenaries. Yeah. She's, like, the best secret agent in the world. But, like, Vision would just ex- explode you. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know. should. You know, uh, I-, I completely agree with it. But we'll let it go. So what is your actual, true fist pump moment? Just a single, a single one. I mean, I think probably my actual true fist pump moment is the fight between Bucky, Iron Man, and Captain America at the end in the hangar, and when the two of them are going two on ones. The right. shot from the sh- from the trailer of yeah, the show, the sh- where he throws the shield, and yeah. he throws the shield, and they're just like going back and forth. It's, like, it's just so and like the shooting and the mechanics of everything. It's so well choreographed. It feels so fast and so so like awesome because it's like on so many levels. You're like, okay, Iron Man's so strong. And, and he's, he's so, so smart that he would be able to take both of them on at once. Yeah. But the fact that, like, they do a really good job of illustrating that Bucky can kind of use the shield. He's sort of almost able to use the shield Yeah, properly. he's figuring it out. And, like, that's really cool to me. But he's not just two-on-one because he's got the voice in his head. Yeah. And he's like, you can't beat him one-on-one yeah. or hand-to-hand. You've got to. Yeah. So my true fist pump is when Bucky's about to rip out the core. Yeah. He's like, you can see it crunching, and you're like, dude, if that thing goes, he's done. Yeah. You know, and then he blows off his fucking arm. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> just, blows it off. Yeah. And he's looking on his arm, and it, you're just like, I love Angry Downey so much. Yeah. He killed my mom. Like, yeah. It's just like... It's a good line. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have to disagree with you in saying that Downey kind of is losing his edge by this point, because I actually think Civil War might be my favorite other Downey? than just the original Iron Man. He just... For for me, what it is, he just feels tired. 
He feels like he's he feels like he's old. But he is. That's the point. That's yeah. I think that's why he's siding with the government. He's like we can't just do this forever. We can't just keep killing and fighting and killing yeah. and fighting. So he is kind of fed up. And that's why I think the fact that it's like once you realize that someone's killed his mom, he just goes off the deep yeah, end. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ah. This movie's so sweet, what's guys. Your, what's your actual fist bump? Your, it was that. It was uh, blowing, oh, off oh, the blowing the arm off. Yeah, got it, got it, yeah. Got it, got it. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so that's going to wrap up that one. Let's get into the next part of the show, and that is going to be star profiles. So um, should we start with RDJ? Yeah, I think so. So I am yet to watch Chef. Have you seen it? I am. No, I'm dying to watch that And I movie. hear it's really good. I've heard it's I've phenomenal. Heard, I've heard it's a terrific movie. People mm-hmm. say great things about that movie. <laughs> you and I both cried during The Judge. I love The Judge. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I think that that movie's very underrated. It's a very by-the-numbers family drama, and yeah. it's very good. And it's very good. I, I had four glasses of wine on an airplane, and I cried my eyes out. I drank a good amount of scotch, and yeah. I did the same. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, Avengers Age of Ultron in 2015. Probably the best Avengers film. <laughs> I like the more and more and more that I... Because I've now finally seen all of that movie instead of the first 20 minutes like six times. Just say it. What? It's not as bad as everyone says it is. No, I was going to say that I think Avengers of Age of Ultron, it becomes like, it's in my bottom four MCU movies, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like so forgettable. James Spader, so good. He's great. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, yeah, it's not a good movie. It's just like boring and like and just dumb. And the, and the part where they go to like Clint's house and... Oh, that part's awesome. You meet his yeah. family. And you're chopping wood. Yeah, you gotta Cap, chop wood. Cap's in the tight t-shirt, and he's pulling <laughs> the thing up the wood apart. Really quickly, we, got, body fat? we do have what? to mention our other, yeah, our other fist bump of Cap pulling the helicopter, yeah. and how badly he wanted his shirt to be off during that scene. And he was like begging the directors, and they were just like, there's no reason for your shirt not to be on. He's like, come on, just let me do it. They're like, no, not gonna happen. Yeah, he like... Again, I think the Russo brothers have this fascination with showing Captain America's strength. They it's do. It's so fascinating that Joe Johnston didn't do it in the first movie anywhere near as well. And they just, it's like they show they show his strength more than they show either Hulk or Thor's strength. Yeah, and it's because, I think it's because he's so relatable. Actually, I take that back because neither Hulk or Thor were in either of the two movies they directed. So that's completely incorrect. Right, but I think I know what you're just saying in the universe in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in movies in general. And I I agree that it, it, it's because, yeah, they've just really figured out, like, one of the simplest things in this movie is so badass is yeah. them running faster than cars. Totally. That's it. Yeah. It's so subtle. No one ever acknowledges it. Cap could do it, but he's like, fuck this, I'm going to get in the car. Yeah, right. You know, and then, you know, and then they get to show the case the other abilities. It's yeah. like, Black Panther is... You cannot shake him no. off of anything. So, yeah, there's so much cool stuff that they do, and they're very subtle about it. It's yep. not so super in your face. The running faster than cars thing is really, really cool. Like, them, like, running over cars. Yeah, like, and just, like, running past them. And, like, it looks kind of silly, but yeah. it's super awesome. Yeah, it's cause, because, like, it's so important that you figure out a way to subtly illustrate that these are superheroes. And that's so, so, so important. Yeah. Um, all right, so then at the same time, you know, this is this is kind of the... What part of what part of his career would you call this, um, Downey? Fourteen, fifteen. <clears throat> this is kind of the like I am one of the biggest A list stars in the world. Period. But also, it's been acknowledged that I am now just Iron Man. It's like uh, it's like a, you look at a firework. Yeah, the main explosion was like the previous five years, and he's now like the trickling yeah. sparks because he's still on top of the world. Everyone's still looking at him. Yeah, but you don't really. He's also the big like he is the biggest star in the whole franchise. So like. As we as we know from our buddy who who worked on the movie, like on a, on a Robert Downey Jr. day, like it's a Robert day. He's like yeah. a nice guy, totally cool, fun to work with. But like he he, he is when the, he's on set, he is the most important thing in in that building. In he's that the head location. of the franchise, and it makes sense. He's mm-hmm. the most important face of the franchise. Um, now jumping to the other most important face, you have Chris Evans, right? Who has grown on both of us so much, so much. I mean, he is. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it when we rank our top five. Before we go and playing it cool, both 2014, neither movies I've ever heard of, and uh, Age of Ultron 2015. He's a guy who you wonder, is he going to, like, Downey, you know what Downey's career is going to look like post-MCU. He's old enough at this point, he'll definitely do some cool stuff, but he's not young leading man anymore. No, he was he, at the tail end of young <clears throat> leading man when he got Sherlock Holmes and Iron Man. He could turn into, like, he could turn into, like, Clooney roles and stuff like that, the type of things that Clooney's been doing the last few years, because Downey does have that those dramatic chops. Evans is really interesting, because he kind of is, like, a true, like, Captain America in real life. So, uh, again, from our buddy who worked on these films, he's told us that, like, Evans really cares about doing independent projects and building his career as an actor outside of the MCU, which is is 
you've seen it. We all know of Snowpiercer and some of the other things that he's done, but it's really hard to kind of separate yourself when you're Captain America. Gifted, um, that was a good movie from last year. Yeah, so <clears throat> the thing about Evans, and I think Gifted might have been the one that he left set for to go film, is Evans went out of his way to, to make time during filming Avengers to work on other projects. He, yeah. he worked around scheduling and uh, for, with both production teams, and he made it work. And I think that that is really going to help him if and when he departs from this franchise because the fact that people do like Snowpiercer and the fact that people do like Gifted and that he has been doing other things, it's so important. I mean, you don't want to be the you don't want to be Leonard Nimoy right. ever. Of course. You don't want to just be one tight cast, period. <clears throat> so I can see him having a career outside of this when it ends, and I think it's gonna end soon. Yeah, I think it, yeah, when we'll get to that. I mm-hmm. think it'll take him a minute. Like I can't imagine, you know, we have two more years of of these movies that he's gonna be in, because I think you and I are both pretty sure he's gonna die. Um Yeah. I think both of them are gonna die. Yeah, I mean the contracts are over. He said that he's pretty much done. So, you know, contracts can always get re upped, but we'll see what happens. But I, I do think that, you know, it'll take him a few years, but by twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, when he's kind of in that early to mid 40s but can still kind of play lawyer roles that are 35 phase he'll 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 have a few movies it's going to just be a question does he pick the right project does he get to be in that movie in that hit drama that oscar nominated role that indie like comedy that everybody loved yeah because he evans is so good at making fun of himself yeah he like, really he's, is. he's he's perfect just like channing tatum in that sense of being like outstandingly good looking and making fun of himself he was he's funny in uh, scott pilgrim versus the world he, yeah he's, he's also good. really funny and not another team movie yeah <laughs> so that's chris evans um, um, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much star profiles, what we wanted to do with those. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it. We could talk about Sebastian Stan. Um, his career is a lot less uh, star-studded than these guys, but it mostly is due to the Avengers films. Pretty much it's Winter Soldier and The Husband and I, Tanya. That's yeah, his career exactly. to this point. Exactly, and in his career, the fact that he did I, Tanya during all these movies, and I hardly even recognized him Yeah, because it's like, I mean, obviously he looks the same, but it's just like, it's so such a departure. He was really good in that movie. Yeah, he's very good. I like that movie a lot. So, um, all right, we are going to get into production development, talking about the guys that worked on this movie in just a second, but before we do, I want to remind everybody here to check out the Patreon, as we mentioned once already. Coming up this week, we're going to be listing some top five lists. I think yeah. this week we're going to be posting top five Gerard Butler movies, which was a list submitted by one of our users. Jerry B. Uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the members of the Action Army submitted that list. So that, we, that has been filmed. It's going to be going up. You can check out last week's episode of Love, Simon. We did a miniature action movie, Anatomy and Love, Simon. Patreon.com slash Team Action. Donate a buck. You get a bunch of extra free content. Yeah, and we also have another great big announcement. Ben and I are members of Team Action in the Schmodown. I don't know if you guys know about this. You may or may not. But we are going to be at the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood on June 2nd competing in a live match. So you guys can come. You can buy VIP tickets. You can meet and greet us beforehand. Uh, Those are very expensive. You can also just meet us afterwards because we'll probably still be around. Um, That's just a special note for you AMA (laughs) fans. But yeah, June 2nd, El Portal Theater in uh, North Hollywood. You can buy tickets today at www.schmodownlive.com. We're going to be playing against the Shire Wolves, which are managed by... Emma Loser Fife. Just kidding, Emma. That's, uh, I'm, just, that's, I'm Ben right now. Yeah, it's normal Ben. I'm not the boss. I don't know why you said that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, actually, in coming up this Friday, uh, I'm going to be kicking the crap out of Mark Andreco, who is a member of, of the Fife Club. Of the Fife Club. Yeah, whatever so the hell that is. I take on Andreco, and uh, <laughs> there are going to be some fireworks because Andreco is a little, he's a little overhyped, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a little okay. overhyped. He's a little over the hill, and, yeah, and he on, doesn't Andre. even know what the boss come is going to bring. So, have any idea. Uh, those are things that we got coming up. Now to move on. Yeah. <laughs> Very production good. development. Very, <laughs> Kevin Feige is the god behind the Marvel Cinematic Of this whole universe. thing, yeah. We've, you know, now that we've covered a few of these... Uh, Ari... Arvad? What is the other guy's name? Avi Arad. Yeah, that was the one that I was trying to think of Like the, when we talked about Winter Soldier, and I couldn't remember his name. Avi Arad's the guy from before Feige. Yes, He's exactly. the guy that kind of handled the whole expansion of Marvel through their bankruptcy as they started to sell off licensing rights to their characters to studios that we got the tim story fantastic four films and the x-men films over at fox um and he did a lot of good in terms of getting these movies made but he didn't have the vision to make quality movies so his role with the mcu kind of transitions uh and he continues to be a producer he's credited as a producer on iron man i think same with punisher Warzone and maybe incredible hulk but by mm-hmm. about 2010 close to the end of phase one he's no longer involved and feige Feige, I would argue, is, like, the most genius producer ever. Yeah, like, I think more so than even, like, the big, like, the Schumachers and the Joel Silvers, because, like, those guys, they made they made great movies within their genres. They took, like, the calculated risks of, you know, trying out sequels and things, but, like, Feige, 
he truly envisioned in his mind this story that he was going to write, like this mm-hmm. book that he wanted to write on the screen for a decade. And he did it. He actually did it. It's, it's, if you consider the MCU, and it's unfair because most franchises don't have 20 movies, but right. if you consider the MCU to be a movie franchise as opposed to just like... Which it is. Which it is because it's all interconnected. It's far and away, far and away, the most profitable franchise in the history of film. By, Absolutely. By, like, by the numbers, by movies. I mean, the fact that Black Panther just passed Titanic is insane. And the fact that Infinity War is cur- has currently sold in pre-sale tickets... More pre-sale tickets than the previous seven Marvel films combined, one of which was Black Panther, which right. is the third highest grossing film ever. And here's the other thing is my one of my other thes- thesi that I had, and I'll just save it for Infinity War, which we're going to do in two weeks on the show, is that like this is the greatest achievement in corralling yep. the biggest stars in the world and putting them all on camera at the same time. It's never been done before. Yeah. It, it, to this level where you have... Like, Infinity War, you're looking around, and there's 20 A-list stars around you. Yeah. A-list. Not B, not C, not Fringe, A-list. And it's unbelievable. I think what's but one of the most interesting things about that that I think people forget, and they get so wrapped up in the success of it. And it is, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. But I think one of the most impressive things is that... It's kind of like they were like a like a home like a homegrown farm system baseball team in the sense that, like, Foggy was like, okay, so I have this vision... So this Australian guy, Chris Hemsworth, he's going to be my Thor, and it's going to work. He'll be Thor, and in a decade, he'll be one of the 20 most famous people in the whole world. But right now... <laughs> Evans, same thing. He's like, this Chris Evans guy, I know those Fantastic Four films, they flopped, and you know the world kind of is over him, sunshine. But you know what? I'm going to put him as Captain America. I think he's right for this role. I think he can do it. Everyone, so, Ruffalo, Downey, all of them... Even, yeah, even Downey was like on... You know, He had been out of it for so long. He like really... He really... These guys that he started the franchise with, none of them were like the kind of stars they are now. We look back and it's revisionist history. We all think about these guys as the biggest names in the world. But right. He they built were, them into yeah, the biggest names in the world. All of them. In 10 years. So that's that's pretty crazy. So Feige's definitely the star. The Russo brothers are super interesting to talk about because they... You mean Dupree, anybody? Yeah. Yeah, they had basically directed one movie. Um, they had, you know, one other indie before that and, and a bunch of TV credits, writers, producers, and directors, but they weren't big action directors. They no. got given Winter Soldier... Um, they got given Winter Soldier, and they just crushed it. They knocked it out of the park. So then they get given Civil War, which is sort of like Avengers training wheels, right? That's kind of what it is. This is like we're going to give you this movie that involves all these big all these big actors, and it's kind of like an Avengers movie with training wheels. Yeah. And again, they, they just knock, knock it out, it out, out of the, the park. park. And so they get Infinity Wars, and they get the next one. So they get both it's, it's Infinity, Infinity War. War. They get both Infinity Wars. That's what I'm trying to say. Films. <laughs> Films. And I'm sure... They're going to just be insane. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Do you want me to hit you in the <laughs> face? Is that what you want? <laughs> There's two fucking movies. Do you want to say... That's why I pluralize it. Do you want to say it in, in your Wakanda voice? No. <laughs> I hate you. All right. Uh, and then they're written by uh, Stephen Steely and Christopher Marcus. Um, I didn't... I didn't. Uh, what, what did they do, Ben? Tell me. I... <laughs> what, what, tell me all about them and about the massive Marcus research that you did. And, St- and Stephen Feely? Yeah, please. They wrote a really good script for a movie <laughs> called Civil War. And, uh, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about because we're running a little short on time. Today, oh, okay, so. perfect. So we'll move on past yeah. that into, uh, into critical <laughs> reception and box office. Uh, this movie was produced by Buena Vista. It... <clears throat> cost $250 million to make, which is half the budget for one of the Infinity War movies. Uh, it was open on May 6, 2016. It grossed $408 million domestic, additional $745 million foreign for a grand total of $1.1 billion. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is your problem? What? Just say whatever it is you want to say. Uh, right now, when you said one point one billion, uh-huh. I almost was going to correct you and say one point one billions because uh-huh. I thought Were it was going to be funny. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Then funny. I started laughing, and then you asked me to explain myself. Yep. So I did. I appreciate you and, doing that. And here we are. Yes. Yeah. It opened at number one at one hundred and seventy-nine million dollars. It's got yep. a seven point eight on IMDb, <clears throat> and. On Rotten Tomatoes, all critics gave it a 91, Top gave it a 91, and the audience gave it an 89, which... It's very surprising. It's really high. It's a little high Well, the me. scores are high for sure, but I think people love it. The, I'm just surprised that the audience score is the lowest. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I don't really understand why, especially after, like, Age of Ultron coming out. Right. I like, feel like why they were I, let down by this. I feel like people love this movie. 
I feel like why wouldn't the I, I would imagine the audience like if I was just going to guesstimate, I would have said that the audience score was going to be like a 92 and the critics and top critics would have been like an 81 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That seems that seems more uh, more fitting to what I'm used to. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, what were the critics? I mean, again, there's not there's not a lot of to pick apart about this movie that you don't like as a critic. Whereas as if you're a fanboy, you could you could hate on things. So well, let's let's uh, we're gonna get to favorite line in a second here because it's mm-hmm. going up on the show. But I do want to ask a question, um, and that's that. You know, this technically isn't an Avengers movie. It's a Captain America movie. Right. So there's a couple, I think, that, that serves the movie well in some senses, which is that, like, the franchise of Captain America is a little less prominent than the Avengers. So it seems like Marvel is willing to make it a little more of a spy thing, make it a little darker. It's not quite as, like, action figures to be sold. Right. Like, you know, one of them kills one of them's parents. Yeah. So what? how do you think this movie would have been different if this were not a Captain America movie, but this actually had been called Avengers 3. I mean, I think if this was called Avengers 3, they would have had to somehow forcefully inject Hulk and Thor in the film. Right. And, and Vision already felt like he didn't belong. Because the problem is, when they all fight, yeah. Vision kills everyone. He's got an Infinity Stone. Yeah. And and then if Thor's there, which I, I'm pretty sure if Thor was there, he would probably go Team Cap. He would have to logistically, and I also think his ideals of, like, wanting to be controlled by anyone, he's a god, like, I just don't see him ever doing that, whereas I, I think Ruffalo goes to Team Iron Man, because he understands. He's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone understands, like, destruction that they can't control better than, no one right. understands it better than Ruffalo, so I think, Ru- I think the Hulk goes Team Iron Man, I think Thor goes Team Cap, now both sides essentially have a god on them. I think that, like, I think that Banner goes Team Iron Man, but Hulk goes Team Cap. Well, yeah, I mean, I could see that, but right. I, but I mean, yeah. I mean, so maybe he starts on the one side, but then like I think getting provoked. It's hard to imagine this movie working if you had those two characters in it. Is my that's my takeaway? If this was an Avengers movie, it's like difficult for me to imagine it actually functioning. Like you, as you said, visions visions involvement already makes the movie feel kind of like he's just like pulling his punches so much. Yeah, because like vision. Look, the Infinity Stones. Like, you can talk about whatever you want. If you guys are real fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. you understand the power of those things. Right. And the power of the Infinity Stone in that situation, first of all, at least half of them are dead instantly if he wanted to kill them. Well, yeah, because when he shows up at the moment at the airport. Right. And he's like, he's like, oh. Yeah, it's like, he draws a line in the, literally a line in the sand. Yeah. And he's flying. And yeah, the scene when he like steals Wanda and he like disables Vision, what Hawkeye does, it's, yeah. it's just it's like so unbelievable. And she like throws him down to the center of the earth or whatever, but it's like he would just kill him out. Yeah, he's a robot. Oh, he's like, ow. It's like, yeah, he's a robot that floats through things. Yeah. Something just floated in me. Yeah, right. You know, so uh, we haven't even talked about Ant Man yet. Yeah, it's because Ant Man's is just like, I don't care about Ant Man <laughs> at all. And I like Paul Rudd. Still haven't watched the movie. Exactly. Still haven't seen it. I just, and like the next one's coming out and like, thank God it's about Evangeline Lilly more. I like her. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. Do you like the Hobbit movies, by the way? They're fine. The new ones? I like it more than Ant-Man. Really? Yeah. People like Ant-Man. Yeah, I know they do. Oh, you just don't. No. Interesting. It's It's just like a whatever movie to me. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody recently, sorry, as a tangent for just a quick second, but somebody recently started this conversation. They, what's worse? So in the chat, this is you guys can sound off. What's worse, the Star Wars prequels or the Hobbit movies? Oh, the Star Wars prequels by a mile. Yeah, well, that's what I said. They've got to be. But then when I started to look online at the people's opinions of those Hobbit movies, people hate those movies. I know. Well, yeah. People hate those movies. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, people hate both of them. I mean, that's that's the problem with making an incredible trilogy and then trying to follow it up. Yeah, I feel like Hayden Christensen as Anakin is quite possibly the worst performance of our generation. It's It definitely is up there. Yeah. <laughs> Killing me, Padman. <laughs> You're uh, tearing me apart, Lisa. Wrong movie. <laughs> um, so, uh, all yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, but yeah, people like Ant Man. I get yeah. it, but I, I also have never heard anyone be like, Ant Man's my favorite in the whole universe. It's the best movies. Period. Like, it's he's just fine. He's funny when he shows up. Yeah. No. Hey, that's again. I love Paul yeah. Rudd. What does he say? He's like Captain America. Then he like feels his chest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shaking your hand too long. I know you. You're great. All right. Well, this is a perfect segue then. Let's get into this conversation of our top five favorite characters in this movie. Not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, like how they actually just this film are in this movie. Um, all right. Do you want to count down or are we going to go? Are we going to go general with our lists? Uh, I think we count down. Okay. Um, At number five. 
You start with your number five, then. Okay, so my number five, counting down in this, is going to be Bucky. He's sweet. He's super sick in this. His fighting in this is insane. He's in all the best fights. Yeah. And he he's and, and you see both sides of him in this. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with my number five is going to be Iron Man. And wow. Yeah. So I didn't put Bucky on my list. He didn't make my list. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think he did when you, when you said something yeah. earlier. So yeah. I think he's awesome. I think he's great in this movie, but there's something about him. I like him way more in Winter Soldier. Like, it's not that I don't think he's great. He just doesn't stand out to me in this movie in the way that he does in Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. He's like super, super memorable. I don't know. He's great in this movie, but for some reason I just like, I, I resonate the other characters and like their moments like resonate with me more. Each of the other ones. So I'm so curious. So yeah. your list now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have Iron Man at five, and yeah. I've got Bucky. I'm gonna put Captain America at four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's at three for me. Okay. So yeah. yeah, he's great. I mean, again, you know, the shirtless scene of him stopping the helicopter. That's why this movie shouldn't be a Captain America movie. The story's about Iron Man and Bucky and like, yeah, right. it, yeah it's just and Captain America's sweet in it, but it's not his movie. Whereas in Civil War, it's just I mean, in uh, Cap. Winter Soldier, you're yeah. like, oh, God, yeah. Cap is so sick. For sure. So, I mean, your number three is Captain America. Yeah, yeah, so my number four is Vision. Which, really? I actually think he's cool in this movie. I love that <laughs> scene when he shows Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love when he shows up. He's he like Mr. Them. Burns in The Simpsons when he's, like, on his medicine, floating yeah. through the night. You know what I'm talking about? I do. His dilated eyes. I also like, because I like that, and I also like that he's just, like, in a sweater vest when he goes through the wall. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> I just, like, I, I don't know. I sort of like Vision in this movie. Like, uh, we don't get a lot of sweet vision, I don't think. Like, there's not that much sweet vision in the MCU yet. He hasn't shown up as, like, awesome yet. Can't wait to watch Thanos rip that stone out of his head. I know. They've shown so much in the trailers. It's getting so close. I know. I can't it's wait. It's, like, ten days away or whatever. Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, okay, so you have that. So my number three is Spider-Man. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he takes on Falcon and Bucky, like, no problem. He hand-to-hand fights Captain yeah, yeah. America. Like, in his commentary, it's, it's awesome. Um, so my number three is Captain America. Okay. Yeah. My number two is Spider Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say when you said, "Oh, really?" I was wondering if he wasn't on your list. Yeah, I was no, worried. he's great. He like steals the scenes that he's in. He like fully steals the scenes that he's in. He Do feels we have the like... same number one. Maybe. Probably. Okay. Yeah. I, he I, totally steals. Yeah. And and it's good that they pacify him. Yeah. That he's like, it's like, nope, you're done. Stay down, or I'm calling Aunt May. Done. Because I don't want any more Spider Man <laughs> than I got in that movie. Marissa Tomei. So I love that Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. dated in the 90s. They had like an actual oh, thing. Right. They were like a relationship. I so totally like, forgot him about showing that. up in this movie is just like it's a hit. Amazing. Like, you are an attractive older woman. It's like, how funny would that be to say to somebody who had dated like 20 years earlier? Yeah, on camera for on, the whole world to see. Yeah. Uh, so my number two <laughs> is Iron Man. Yeah. And my number one. I'm Black, not going to do the voice. Black <laughs> Black it's T'Challa. T'Challa. Everything he does, <laughs> T'Challa is Black excellent. Panther. Everything he does in this movie is awesome. He's great. Yeah. He's, uh, it's funny because, like, it was clear that he was great, but then, like, now that Black Panther's out, it's even more clear how great he actually was in this movie because it was, like, he's so, he's so, like, um, yeah, you're like so curious. He's like how Lando much... in the solo trailers, yeah, right. and then you're gonna see. You're like, man, Lando's sick, and then you yeah. get the Lando movie, and you're like, oh my god, it's everything I thought he was gonna be. Because it's... everything he does in this is perfect. It's so funny that like, so there's like this epidemic of casting choices in Hollywood. We've talked about so many times where it's basically like black actors get to do like a couple things. They yeah. get to be like gangsters or gangbangers. They get to be in biopics, <laughs> or they get to play superheroes. Yeah, they don't just get to be like. They don't really get cast as, like, just the normal lead of, like, some rom-com or some drama. It's, like, way less common. So you look what Chadwick, like what Chadwick Boseman has done. It's mm-hmm. like, he played Thurgood Marshall. He played James Brown. He played Jackie Robinson. Yep. He's played Black Panther. Yep. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the career he's gotten. It's an amazing career the last few years, but it's also just like, guys... Have you seen how talented this actor yeah, is? Yeah, he can do so many things. Just put him as a detective on a show. Just put, put him as a detective in a movie. Like, exactly. just a normal guy that would be given to Ryan Gosling. Yes, right. You know, exactly. given to Chadwick Boseman. And I do believe that he is way sweeter in this movie than he is in Black Panther. And I really like him in Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. But everything he does in this movie is insane. Because well, e- he's on the vengeance train. So he's driven by yeah. anger. Yeah. You're going to say the line that I want to say. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I met you. I'm Clint. <laughs> You're not going to say it? I'm not going to say the line. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, at the end, when he says... Um, they want you to say the line. Everyone's vengeance, begging for you to say the line. Vengeance has consumed you. Vengeance has consumed you. It will not consume me any longer. It will not consume <laughs> me any longer. 
Uh, I can do Downy voice, maybe. <laughs> Vengeance has consumed you. Uh, okay, so let's. Uh, yeah. oh, and your number one is Black Panther as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's I, easy. I, I just think he steals. He just steals the show in this movie. Yeah, and, and honestly, it seems like a lot of people's top five lists are around the same. It's about, I mean, obviously, it's the same five people. Although we didn't, some people have Scarlet Witch in there. Some people have Black Widow. Yeah, I think uh, Vision's a real wild card on my list. Vision was a wild card. I was yeah. surprised to see that on there. I like Paul Bettany a lot. I really like I'm Paul Bettany. I'm a fan Bettany. of Paul Bettany. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that movie with him in uh, Firewall? Seen that? Never watched it. It's a really good one. Is that the one with uh, Nicole Kidman? Julianne Ford. Moore. Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. yeah. Firewall. Yeah. Right. Check that one out. Check that movie out. Uh, okay, so uh, moving on to favorite line. You yes. know that you can say any line from the movie that's your favorite <laughs> line, and it's usually encouraged to say it as the actor that says it. So if your favorite line was like mine, and it's yeah. T'Challa. Okay, yeah. Which I actually I actually just said it, which was, uh, <laughs> I don't think we've met yet. I'm Clint. I don't care. Yeah. I love that line. It just, it just gets me. I like when he says... Um, <laughs> When when uh, his like uh, not a Koye, it's it's like another Wakandan associate of his because they had to cast the Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about when she's like move. Yeah, when she's like move. Uh huh. And Scarlet Witch says something, and he's like as entertaining yeah. as that would be. What does he say? As, as entertaining as entertaining as that. Oh would be. come on, man! Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, uh, I love that line. I love you killed my mom. Yeah, um, Downey has a lot of really good and some also really funny lines. Uh, my my favorite of his line is. Uh, Okay, anybody on our side hiding any shocking and fantastic abilities yeah, I'd like yeah. to expose right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really funny, and I also love the Peter Parker line. Um, remember that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> Jesus, Tony, <laughs> how old is this kid? Yeah, that's a great one. That's funny. I also really love the whole. I like love the whole discussion that they have about the Sokovia Accords, like mm. when they're all talking like people, and like you know Don Cheadle says the one thing, and then Mackie's like, "How long are you going to play both sides, man?" And it's like. They're, they just write them like real people. They like write dialogue that feels like so much less dramatic. It's so much more just like people talking yeah, to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the living, I'm not done with you yet. Yeah, that's a good line too. Yeah, that's a great yeah. line. You do the voice well. Thank you. I'll give you credit. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do it just as well. If you guys subscribe to patreoncom <laughs> Ben just going out his whole day in the Wakandan accent. Maybe. Maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I think those are my favorite lines. I know that there's one more downy one that I wanted to write down that I forgot because it made me chuckle. Um, well, he has the one line when um, I was your friend. or I, Oh, I yeah, friend. so was I. Yeah. Or I was too. Oh, so was uh, I. you don't deserve that shield. My father built that. Yeah. I love that because it's like, it's so petty. He's like defeated. He's so defeated. Yeah. He's so mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the fact that Cap just drops it yeah. is just like, God, it's so it's good, and that leads into the Infinity War trailer, where we hear Black Panther say, "Evacuate the city, <laughs> engage <laughs> all defenses. The defenses, and somebody get this man a shield." And somebody get this man a shield. Uh, all right, so uh, I think we covered favorite line. Yeah, I think absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> is the chat having fun with this? They're just dying for you to do the action. Yeah. Okay, They're guys. Waiting. Yeah. If you, uh, yeah, I already plugged one thing you can put money into, so believe that. <laughs> um, all right, so if Captain America dies in Avengers 3 or 4, who would you rather see in the Stars and Stripes, Bucky, Sam Wilson, or someone else? This is asked by Justin Woods. <laughs> I had to Google the... who Sam Wilson was. Really? I'll be honest. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the actor that plays Javert in the upcoming BBC series. <laughs> um, here's what I think. I want Captain Marvel. Yeah. Brie Larson? Yep. So... Everybody thinks that, you know, Cap, that, you know, uh, Iron Iron Man, they're and all going to die. Everyone thinks Cap and Iron Man are going to die in 3 and 4, yeah. essentially. So there's basically, like, there's, like, a bunch of theories. One theory is that Sam Wilson is going to become Captain America. And I've heard internally from people I've talked to that the theory behind that is that the success of Black Panther would mean, rather than putting Bucky into the role, it would behoove Marvel to put another African-American actor into the role. Um, my issues with that are that unless he gets some sort of, like, superhuman treatment which marvel could write into a pill or a treatment or something he's just a dude and again it's it's just the suspension of disbelief is so difficult sometimes when you see like a human get like thrown against the giant pole at like top speed from 20 feet away with no armor and just like get up yeah it's like your whole back would be shattered every bone in your body is destroyed <laughs> yeah and so like that would be my issue with sam wilson being cap is that they would need to change his character because bucky like had the experiments with the super soldier serum yeah i think bucky makes the most sense i like have a really big problem to anyone playing either of them 
I don't want to see War Machine fill in for Iron Man. He's yeah. not smart enough. Well, his, black, his back's also broken. Well, yeah. yeah. Also, he should have died in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really think Rhodey should have died. It would have helped add it to everything. Um, I don't. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see another Iron Man or another Captain America. I want to see Captain Marvel step into the scene. I want to see Sam Wilson step it up. That's the guy that plays Falcon, by the way. Uh, and I want to see Bucky have a bigger role as just a good guy. <laughs> I, one, I, one of the other rumors I've heard is that Thor is also going to die and that Thor is going to be replaced by Tessa Thompson. Valkyrie's going to become Thor. I don't want Thor to die. Oh, yeah. wait, Thor. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Really? I thought of Hulk real quick. Oh, okay. I really don't want Hulk to die. I want to see, I want the Hulk to have his own movie. I want a prequel movie with Ruffalo and I want to see the Hulk hulking. I mean, yeah, I know. The 2005 <laughs> one is, I want that again with Ruffalo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. What you don't want to see a Hulk movie? Like I do, you're, I do. You're like I do want to see a Hulk movie, but I was gonna say is they recast him once already in the context of this franchise. I think they could just recast him again with another good actor. It wouldn't I matter. I don't think they recast him. He's so good. Yeah, it's weird to think about this now as a franchise to really start to kind of acknowledge that like there is a possibility that some of these roles are just going to get recast. Like it's. I don't know that that's the choice they're going to make, but like they could just do that. So who's want... dying in the next movies? Who's dying in three and four? I mean, Iron Man and Cap, I think we can both agree those on. Those were the, I mean, I think Hawkeye, Iron Man, Cap. Vision. Vision. Um, those four, I think maybe Nick Fury, possibly. Though I think he can just keep doing that role for a while, and he, they kind of need him to like keep the glue together. One of the, okay, yeah, you already said, you already said Hawkeye. I don't think they kill Black Widow. No, she's got her own movie coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that, I mean, the big ones, as far as the big ones go, though, I think it's the, it's the big two. Yeah. I think they both die. It's possible, it's possible that one of them dies and the other one basically, like, just, like, steps out of the picture. How sweet would it be if it's that scene when he's, like, catching the glove from Thanos? I know. And then Thanos just kills him right that's afterwards. That's what I've heard people guessing. I hope they remember you. Yeah. And then kill, oh, God. Was that Spader having a baby with Brolin? <laughs> with Brolin. <laughs> coming for you uh <laughs> all right so uh, that's gonna that's gonna answer our uh, our question here from justin woods as always guys be sure to check out the uh the facebook page and the twitter at ama podcast if you ever want to submit your questions we have upcoming films pretty much the whole summer plotted out but, yeah we, uh, we have a lot coming up and for all the guys or all the guys all the people out there that are patreon members commodores and above generals uh we got like like Ben said, we got four or five movies laid out. We got we got to figure out Collins. We got to figure out segments for you guys to do. So please reach out and let's figure that out. Yeah. So the next segment, this next segment is kind of interesting. It's uh, which of the three action movie yeah. categories does this movie fit into? And the three categories are totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate. So totally ridiculous. That's like Con Air, Face Off, Demolition Man. Really silly. Just kind of like falls off the face of the cliff of absurdity. Um, the face of the cliff of absurdity uh totally legit <laughs> just go with it got you i wasn't gonna say anything uh totally legit that's gonna be movies like you know lone survivor gladiator dramas movies that uh they really hold together well and uh finally in the middle category we have ridiculously legit which is uh just the best thing ever it's the middle category it all kind of comes together it's it's headlined but uh but uh but like it's just <laughs> I'm just so into this category yeah, right I now. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> Which one are you talking about? It's uh, it's the middle category. There you go. <laughs> All right, I did one you for did you guys. It for you guys. Who even knows what accent that was? I don't know. It was yeah. it was it was like you were scared. <laughs> I was but Seco- you were, I was I Sokovian. You were Sokovian. Yeah, <laughs> you're you Zemo. Um, I wish I had done it. Well, you, you still, there's still time. We There's got still a little time. bit of time left. So those are the three action movie categories. We each have to choose one which category we think it fits into. Um, I think this movie is the middle category. I think it's ridiculously legit. It's it's totally awesome. It's like it's great. It holds together really well. It's just a little silly at times. Like it definitely has the like it's like you're reading a comic book. Yeah, it's got the injected levity. It's got those things that you need to kind of to make it an Avengers movie and not a Captain America movie, honestly. Yeah, honestly, you know? like Civil War feels like it's the middle category whereas Winter Soldier feels like it's totally legit. Yeah, I think I I think I'll have to agree. I think I'll go I think I'll go middle category. I think it's ridiculously legitimate. Yeah. Ridiculously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting canceled. Evacuate uh, okay. the city. <laughs> Activate the defenses. And somebody get this man a shield. There it is. Yours is much better than mine. I appreciate you yeah. acknowledging that. Yeah. You've got some better ones than me. Your Arnold is much better than mine. Yeah, okay. Thanks. 
Um, all right, guys, there's just one last thing left to do on the show, and that's going to be called The Pitch. The Pitch. The Pitch. It's going to be called The Pitch. Andrew's just going to talk only in Wakanda, and I'm only, only going to sing do... in Jackman voice from, from now on. But could you please sing as Javert, because he's so bad? Russell Crowe as Javert is one of his worst performances And ever. I am Javert. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> do not forget my name. Um, all right, anyway, guys, the, ne- the next film we're very doing. much like him. <laughs> he's very, like, high and nasally. Yeah. Yeah. The next film we're doing is the one that lost the poll, <laughs> which is Iron Man. Which is Iron Man. Yeah, we um, on on Patreon. What we did last week is we watched Rampage and um, and had a couple drinks with it because uh, we wanted to you know enhance the experience, and we did. And it was a lovely film, just not a film that we really wanted to cover on the show. So we decided we would ask the Patreon guys, do you want us to cover Iron Man? Or Civil War next week. And uh, I had a stroke. Yeah, and, they, and you guys picked Civil War, and we're just going to do the other one because, look, Infinity Wars is coming out in... in oh, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Infinity War is... Com- I would to say Infinity Wars coming out. This apostrophe yes, as in is. <laughs> so uh, Infinity War is coming out in a couple weeks, so we're going to do... We did Civil War today. We're going to do Iron Man next week, and yep. then the following week, we're going to cover Infinity, Infinity War, War, which yeah, we're we, really excited about. There's a bunch of sweet movies coming up on the docket. We we have a bunch of stuff written down. There's We're going to be doing Count of Monte Cristo at some point this summer. Oh, we're going to yeah. be doing, like... There's like just like a lot of really good stuff. So stay tuned, guys. You know, tune one of the in. Deadpool movies will be taken care of yep. as, as well. Absolutely. I, so so yeah. But uh, as as I as we mentioned earlier, guys, check out on Collider. You can check out the movie trivia showdown. I'm playing Mark and Draco on Friday. Very excited for the match. Um, he's going to lose. And uh, June second, El Portal Theater. You can buy tickets to watch us in Los Angeles live fighting in the movie trivia showdown against the Shire Wolves. Um, that should probably bring him on for the show. We should. It's yeah. a good plan. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, that's going to wrap us up, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.